Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I at Peter's welcome you to What's New. We return today to Matthew chapter 5, moving on to the second section of the Sermon on the Mount. This section deals with the relationship of the subject of the kingdom to law. Today, we will be looking at verses 17 through 20. Here, in these verses, Jesus tells his disciples and the crowds of people who had followed him to hear his message, the reason for his coming to earth. Jesus makes it very clear that his coming was not to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. He fulfilled the law in the sense that he gave it its full meaning. He emphasized its deep underlying principles and total commitment to it, rather than mere external acknowledgement and obedience. Jesus also makes it clear that he is not speaking against observing all of the requirements of the law, but against the hypocritical pharisaical legalism, which was to follow the letter of the law while ignoring its spirit. Jesus repudiates the Pharisees' interpretation of the law and their view of righteousness by works. He preaches a righteousness that comes only through faith in him and in his works. Now, here are verses 17 through 20, and Matthew writes, Don't misunderstand why I have come. It isn't to cancel the law of Moses and the warnings of the prophets. No, I came to fulfill them and to make them all come true. With all the earnestness that I have, I say, Every law in the book will continue until its purpose is achieved. And so, if anyone breaks the least commandment and teaches others to, he shall be the least in the kingdom of heaven. But those who teach God's laws and obey them shall be great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your goodness is greater than that of the Pharisees and other Jewish leaders, you can't get into the kingdom of heaven at all.
Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Sometimes Jesus introduced his words with the word, Amen, which had the effect of, I tell you the truth. That's how it is translated in the Bible I use. Sometimes it is translated by the English word, Verily. In the book of Matthew, this word occurs 31 times. When the reader comes to this word, Amen, he is to take special note. What is coming is urgent. I come today to Matthew 5, 17-20. Here is what Jesus wants his hearers on that Galilean hillside to note. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now I must repeat that these words were spoken by Jesus. They were not an invention of Matthew, as some suggest. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. By the law and the prophets, no doubt Jesus meant the Hebrew Scriptures, what we now call the Old Testament. We need to carefully listen to what Jesus is saying here. The Hebrew Scripture is a history of redemption. It is the story of God in the process of saving the world and its people. The Old Testament begins with man in the Garden of Eden, without sin. But almost immediately, the humans, Adam and Eve, sinned, and they disobeyed God. That act plunged the whole subsequent human race into sin. Now the rest of the Hebrew Bible is the account of God in the process of saving the world. So the Old Testament is a history of God's saving acts. Now, Jesus said, I have come to fulfill the Hebrew Scriptures. That is, Jesus came to finish or to complete them. In other words, Jesus came to bring salvation to a completion. He was God's focus in salvation history. All of the law and the prophets focused on him. It was to him that the Hebrew Scriptures pointed. God didn't stop his saving acts with the last prophet Malachi. The story of God saving the world and its people was not complete with the last prophet. There was more. Now comes Jesus and the New Testament, and it continues and completes the record of God's saving acts and words. All that the prophets predicted about the Messiah, Jesus came to fulfill. I need to emphasize this is what Jesus is saying here. It is not some historian or theologian speaking. Jesus didn't abolish the law, but the law came to fulfillment in him. He didn't abolish the prophets, but their predictions came to pass in him.
the Redeemer of which the Hebrew Scriptures spoke, had now come. God was continuing and completing his salvation work. That's why Jesus used that word, amen, or verily, I tell you the truth, he said in verse 18. Until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So that's the first point I wish to make. Jesus is focusing on the Bible as God's history of redemption, and he was its focus. The law and the prophets point to him as their fulfillment. As a byproduct of Jesus' major focus, these words from the lips of the Lord himself also say something about the authority, reliability, and inspiration of the Bible, the Word of God. Jesus extends God's inspiration to even the jot and the tittle. The jot, or Hebrew letter yud, was the smallest of the 33 letters in the alphabet. And the tittle was just a part of a Hebrew letter. So God extended the authority and reliability of the law and the prophets not only to concepts or ideas, but to words, to letters, and even to parts of letters. Then to emphasize what he has said about the Hebrew Scriptures, Jesus added, Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. There is more to keeping the law than what the Pharisees and teachers of the law were doing. Theirs was external obedience only, but God looks at the heart. Jesus came to focus not just on what man does, but on what man is. Jesus changes the heart, not just the deed of the sinner. Man can keep the law as stringently as did the Pharisees and still not be fit to enter Christ's kingdom. No Jew could expect to surpass the Pharisees in obedience to the law. Yet Jesus said, if someone could, that wouldn't be enough to save him. The law was never meant to save anyone. It only pointed to a Savior who had to be other than a sinful human. Only the sinless Son of God could be sinful man's sacrifice and Savior. That's the way it is. In Jesus Christ, everything God has to say and to offer to man comes into focus. Miss Him, and you miss it all. Jesus is our Jubilee, that's forgiven, slaves 
Radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.